What do you do podcast with Matt now? Hey everybody and welcome to the What Do You Do Podcast episode twelve. Hey Al. Hey Pat, how's it going today? It's good. It's good. So you set up this uh, this little interview today yeah. with Susie. Susie, I'm looking for a lot. Tam Tamasi, is that right? Tamasi, Susie Tamasi. She's an entrepreneur, an award-winning mentor in finance, and a leader in advocating for entrepreneurship as a way of creating positive transformation in the world. Susie is the founder of Susie Q Jewels and Frugal Divas, in which started in 2012, an initiative to radically transform how we support, celebrate, and finance female entrepreneurs. Currently based in Toronto, she's been organizing events for the past nine years, started a jewelry designer using recycled items for the past nine years, and is involved in her own mini empire with a virtual consignment shop, now open a new clothing line under Susie Q Jewels and Frugal Divas, Empowered in Heels, Women on Biz, Durham in Divas Facebook. Hey, Susie, how's it going? Hi, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's an honor to be here thank and you. to share my passion and my business, which is my passion, of course. So we start thank off with so- the obligatory question. What do you do? So basically, I am a fashion stylist and I started my business as a jewelry designer um, what I would do is I recycled um, broken jewelry and I would revamp it. And then from there, um, I got into the clothing business, which really took off. How old were you when you started all that? Um, I was 26. That's when I had my first son. I was on. I, I was in corporate and I was on mat leave and a lot of companies were um, letting go of people. So I said, okay, if I lost my job today what would I do with my life? I was a single mom and I said, okay, I have to do something that will be a backup plan in case of anything. You always have to think for that, especially today with (laughs) COVID-19. So that's how I started. I I started uh, revamping jewelry, broken jewelry, um, and that took off really well. And then everyone was doing jewelry. So then I had to think out of the box and, and, um, I got into the clothing line. So then from the clothing line, I wanted to do consignment wear, but everyone would want the same item. So I couldn't find. So then I got into my own clothing line brand. Wow. And it took off. It really did. Um, at work when I was in corporate, a lot of, um, the females there would come to my office and see what I was wearing. Cause they said that I would mix and match well. And that's where, I said, okay, this is the thing. Maybe it's the clothing line that I had to do. So Wait, I'm you, a true believer. When you say mm-hmm. corporate, what, what do you mean? Uh, I used to work as a, <laughs> I used to be a senior pension specialist. That's where my financial background um, okay. was in play. Um, so that, yeah, so it's a big loop to what I'm doing. But I always had that creativity aspect to me when I was young. I used to design clothing for my Barbie dolls. So I used to cut my mom's linen wear or her curtains because we were um, middle class. We weren't very I'm sure she um, loved that. High. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would get a nice um, uh, kick in the butt at that time. It was okay, right? So, yeah. yeah. She would have liked the holes in her curtains and the bedding. Yeah. So that's where my creativity really started and that's where my design started with the clothing line. Yeah. So I'm a true believer of going with your passion and following it. 
So. Oh yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. Al. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, a couple of questions for you, Susie. So one one of the things I'm really curious about, and, and having had the opportunity to work with you a little bit in the past on on, on various aspects of your fashion empire, um, I, I wanted to know, like, who who basically is your your general consumer base or, or customers that you deal with with your products and the services that you offer? Um, I deal with all um, age demographics. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were pinpointing the demographics, it's starting from 20 till 60. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really hard to kind of close that graphic itself. And now I'm getting a lot of younger kids um, wanting to work with me. Um, like the parents are trusting me because I've been in the this industry for 10 years. So they're wanting to start their modeling with me so that it's like a stepping stone for them. And it's also a confidence builder. So the clothing line has um, really grown to an empire in a way. Well, it sounds like what you've done is really develop an ecosystem for our youth as well, right? Especially some of these young women where they come in, uh, like you said, they're starting out their modeling career or they want to get into fashion or designing or something. And you kind of mentor them or, or I guess give them an, op- give them an opportunity to sort of you know, figure out what it is that they want to do, I guess. That's so true, and it's been a great opportunity for them, and it's a win-win for us, too, because we get to have them wearing our clothing, we get the photos from it, and then um, they get that portfolio build-up from my platform with the history of 10 years, right? So it's Mm -hmm. a win-win for it. Well, what it is is you give them a certain level of credibility in in, the, in an industry that's very much cutthroat and and very um, well. Let's just say they don't play very nice. You know, there's a lot of, of 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 negative aspects of the industry. So you give them a safe environment to work in and to develop in and things like that. So that that's really what drew me to you, and I guess what really interested me uh, in wanting to invite you to the podcast is I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of discuss some of the stuff that you do with the youth and, and how you help them out. And, and, and I think really the, the people on the show, I wanted to expose them to, to really kind of, you know, be curious about what it is that you do as well, and maybe go out there and check out some of, of the, the, the events that you've done. Yes, very true. See, um, we are not just a brand for, um, skinny, mini, uh, fashion, um, moguls basically we are open to any shapes and sizes and um we coach them through with the other models that have been working with Susie q jewels and i really have to give them a kudos because they are my positive um inspiring models that help the newbies i would say in a good way um and how to walk and how to, you know, what kind of um, runway we're doing. We do our training on the spot sometimes, so they Mm kind of coach them through. And it gives them a very um, sisterly environment. So it's not that competitiveness. So all the models that work with me, they need to get along and they need to help each other. So they're inspiring each other and helping each other, and they form a sisterhood. So you are correct. We, We are not like the normal brands. That is so competitive and catty, and that that does not exist with me. I hate drama, and I don't like to deal with drama. And all of them, honestly, I've had great experience of ten years and have not had um, issues with models at all. And we we try to inspire each other, right? 
Tell me about your recycling your clothing and giving back to our community part here. Um, Because my wife has a lot of clothing. Yeah, so basically that is something (laughs) when I started the business, I wanted to do the consignment um, because uh, portions of those sales would go to the women's shelters. But a lot of it, I could not find the same item. So they would sell really fast. So what now we do is we do, um, I'm a fashion stylist, so I do Zooming, uh, Zoom styling or closet, closet editing. So I would be, before you would go to your home and edit your clothing and we would take the things that you didn't want and we would distribute it to the women's shelters. Right. And then um, still, we still do that. We do a virtual stall, but we do after everything is done, we normally collect um, the clothing and give it to the shelters because what we do is we dress them up for, for interviews and legal court uh, proceedings so that they look representable. And a lot of times these women that are leaving the shelter, um, leaving their homes, they're leaving with nothing. So uh, getting some clothing for them to dress is a great thing. And you're giving back to the community. And we used to do once a year uh, walk and um, donate. So uh, people, we did it for the Red Door in Toronto, and we do it yearly. We're going to do one in Durham that everyone would bring 10 items of their closet that they're not using, they could trade it in for 10 other items or they can donate it to the shelters. So either way. Yeah. I always tell people, if you have extra clothing that you're not using, please think of the shelters because they're the ones that need it. But a lot of shelters don't have the room and space for it. So either they ask for them to give it to me so that I can recycle it properly for them or resell it if I can. And then give them a portion of the sale and then or give back to the shelters in a different way. So you do everything yeah. online, like you don't have a, an actual storefront? No, I used to have a storefront in Vine um, on Highway 7 and Weston Road. But I found it very hard to have it. Uh, it's, it's the brick and mortar cost, right? Yeah. And luckily, thank God, I don't have it today because yeah, it'd really be. If I, <laughs> if I was in the business today, I don't know how I would do it. So I have to give thanks to God. Um, it's been two years that we let go of the boutique because it was um, it was a great thing because we used to do workshops for women and we would have a legal aid come in and help the women uh, prepare their documents for legal aspect but it was a very cost consuming space too so right now i have a studio at home i i moved to durham so that's where we're having the the most of the clothing that we had at the boutique and then most of it i try to do uh, online so most of the stuff i have is samples of what we have online and you said you'd have legal advice there is that for like like battered women and 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 um, like yeah, so what we do is we have one um, par- paralegal that comes once a month, and we help um, some ladies that have gone through issues through um, abuse and that are doing their legal paperwork because lawyers right now are so expensive, and with legal aid changes, um, they've really knocked off a lot of legal aid for, a woman, yeah, for victims. I, I have a friend going, going through that right now. Yeah. So if they own a house, they are not entitled to legal aid, which is ridiculous because even rent right now compared to a mortgage, 
it's probably better to have a mortgage, right? So, yeah, there's a lot of things that we're trying to fight through with um, legal aid itself. I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> I find that there's more benefits for the abusers than the victims sometimes. So oh, it's, for it's a sure. Big, for sure. Yeah, so it's a big hurdle we are trying to work with. Um, hopefully the government will take something in play and change it, but, you know, we got to go with what they have, right? Mm-hmm. So, Susie, um, now that you don't have a location, and you're working from home, obviously, but, I, I mean, obviously you run events and things like that. Um, what, you know, can can you tell us a little bit about some of these events that you do? I, I mean, you have usually, I think Divas of Durham is one of your events, and you have a few others, if I'm not mistaken. Could you maybe tell us tell us and the audience a little bit more about, about these kinds of shows that you put on? Yes, we do. We have um we have different events. We have our Glam It Up parties, which is um, women that come in and they have um, different um, services like a makeup artist, a photographer, and um, our little mini fashion show. Uh, and, you know, the, they're Glam Night ladies wanting to dress up in our attire and we have photos done. We also have a large um, event of um, runway fashion shows in which we have a signature walk that actually breaks down the cycle of abuse. Um, and a lot of corporate companies book us for that. And then we also have the events from uh, Woodbridge Cruiser, which is um, a summer event. Every once a month, we would go there and do a fashion show. We have um, also the Diversity um, City Hall event that is a multicultural um, fashion show that we do uh, for uh, around the world costumes and then we feature our fashion show with our brand and we have the divas in durham that we do um yearly mm-hmm. and, and how are you coping with the whole isolation covid19 situation are you doing anything virtual or or how, well, how are you adapting your events to because to, obviously everybody's canceling everything right yeah, a lot of shows have been canceled. We are still doing the diversity show, which was supposed to be for the City Hall. We're doing a, a virtual casting right now. So if anyone wants to cast, um, please go ahead, check out uh, diversity at Mokshi Canada. That's still in effect. Um, they We were supposed to do it in July. We've moved it to August. And if in August, then we'll keep um, the videos that we have received and just do a virtual fashion shoot through that. I hope we can do it live, but, you know, we have to work with what's happening today, right? Yeah. And the Woodbridge Cruiser was an outdoor event also, so we're not sure what we're going to do with that. So we're working on um, ideas and if anyone knows anything, please contact me so that we can keep it going. I am so blessed. I have a lot of models that I have as fashion as fashion stylists and fashionistas that have some of my clothing that they still uh, post pictures and they um, help me promote my clothing through that. And we have our magazines, which is the biz and fashion magazine that um, we do monthly. And that features a lot of our clothing line in there. And, and proceeds go to the women's shelters with that, too. The, yeah, ma- the magazine, is that an online magazine or is there like a paper version? Um, it's a, it's both. It's You pay for it. So there's a print format, but you pay for the print. And there's a digital format too, which is like nine ninety nine, And um, a portion of that goes to the shelters. So it's, it's a win-win for the shelter itself. 
How, how do you don't you keep any money? <laughs> well, I I do. It's twenty percent we give to the shelters, right? right? So the I you know clearly I mean, you got you got to eat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a family, and I, I have a, I'm a single mom, so I have a family and a roof to put on on here. So yes, there is profit that is earned. That's why I, I couldn't do it full based nonprofit. So there is a profit per, portion and a nonprofit portion to it. Yeah. So twenty percent goes to the shelters itself. So I couldn't give more. So yeah, yeah. But twenty percent, twenty percent is still a significant amount of of it your does. take home, right? I mean, like let, let's be yeah. honest here. A lot of people give a lot less than that for you know for for little you know like these. You're giving a tremendous amount back to the community, and I think that's that's what I found really compelling about your story is that mm-hmm. you are so generous in that sense. You know, you're you're helping a lot of people around you, um, a, a lot of our youth, a lot of women in difficult situations, and and you're you're basically taking, uh, you know, stuff that people are throwing away, you know, clothing and things like that that you're recycling, you're 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 fixing up, and you, and you're giving that back to the community so that people can get back on their feet. So to me, I mean, that's such a tremendous heartfelt story right now, especially in times like this where people are at home, they're in isolation and, and, you know, you do so much good. Even, even I've seen the work that you're doing online right now, even in this current situation, you still manage to have an impact on your community, which is just phenomenal. Well, yeah, I try to encourage them. Um, we have this contest going. It's um, uh, a contest now that, you know, just to get them dressed out as they're out of their PJs and getting glammed up at home. You don't really have to go all the way. But, you know, just putting a, some something from your closet or going through your closet, getting rid of it and putting it aside and just being able to donate right now, it's a big thing, right? So just keeping their... Um, sanity going and um, getting them to do the diversity uh, capping, even though it's at home, they're doing their walk and keeping them going as to that, you know, keeping their alive. You know, a lot of moms well, keeping people focused. Well, keeping them yeah. focused too, right? Because yeah. at some point there will be a return to normalcy, uh, yeah. and you know, like we're we're going to have to be ready and be sharp. Like, like some some folks are taking the opportunity right now to kind of um, reset, recycle themselves. And, and some people are going... Reinvent. Reinvent. That's, yeah, thank you so much, Matt. That is the word I was looking for. Um, reinvent themselves. And that's that's exactly what I think is an opportunity for a lot of people right now is just take take a step back, reflect, and, and you know, kind of refocus. It's so true. It's, it's a time for you to really see what you want to do in your life and and that's probably what I found with me when I opened the clothing line I really wanted to give back like the jewelry I would make money but I didn't feel I was giving back to the community with the clothing line I feel I'm making a difference and it really um really rewards me to be able to do that because what I'm my true goal is to stop the cycle of abuse. And if we can get counseling for the mothers and the children when they're young, it won't occur afterwards in life, right? Because a lot of people look at abusers as bad people. But if you look at the logistics, it's a previous past that they had and that they learned that way. Either they become a victim or an abuser, right? So 
that's where I my, do not my have impact. sympathy for the abusers. I'm sorry. I know. I came I, from that kind of family, and no, yeah. no. You choose. Well, you you know choose what? the. You choose the path you take. Yeah. Well, my father. I can give you a very good example. My father was an alcoholic, and when he drank, he was an abuser. He was really. Uh, he would hit my mom literally, and I remember going to the shelters, but it's because of his previous past. His parents were. Um, very demanding, and they used to be very abusive. So that's what he learned. Yeah, he you didn't, didn't, you didn't become an abuser, right? That's so you right. grew up so, in it, and you so, chose the path not to, uh, myself as well. Right. Yeah, so that's where, yeah, so that's where you need to know the right things and the bad things, right? And then you need to restructure it to the positive things, right? So that's where my father lacked it. He took it to the alcohol in which it triggered his bad aspects of him. But if you met him without alcohol, he was a wonderful person, right? So that's why I kind of have that little sympathy of the abuser. Um, but yeah, there is some that I do not have sympathy, like on honestly, and it's counseling. If you can get it, I saw it with my son. This is a very good example is that um, he used to pick up uh I, I was married before and he was abusive. So my son picked up a couple of those things. And if I wouldn't have taken him out of that environment today, I don't know where he would be either. He would be an abuser himself. Right. So that's why I think it really matters in what you, where you live and the aspects of what you're learning to cope with yourself. Right. Yeah. And your anger. Right. Because if you use your anger towards, um, a person that's not correct, right? Either for a female or a male, you can't use that anger in a wrong way, right? No, yeah, I, I agree with you. I just, I, you, you know, I just, I, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not a very know. sympathetic person <laughs> by nature. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it I, took I, a while. I used to hate my dad. I used to think he was a monster, honestly, until he died. And then I started to look at his previous past and his parents and whatever and then i kind of understood and matured yeah and i said okay you know what yeah maybe i am more sympathetic than you but that's where i kind of got to know no, no i hear you you can look at the past and you go oh, okay i can see why that person became that way but yeah. i didn't so but, what the heck was yeah, your problem and it's me. yeah yeah and I think it's because we're a greater person and we're smarter and, and we don't want to have that for our kids and we don't want to be that example for the future, right? Well, I specifically <laughs> never had children because of it. Uh, so, well, I, yeah. I, I think you guys are touching on a really important theme right now and, and the theme is, is about breaking the cycle of abuse. And, mm -hmm. you know, there, there are different approaches, there are different, you know, schools of thought around how to do that. And, and I think you both clearly exemplify that is based on personal situations, you chose a different path to break that cycle, right? Matt, to your point just now, you said, hey, I, I chose not to have children because I wanted to break that cycle. Susie, you took a different approach. You took your son out of the environment and with counseling and others. So, so each of you chose a different approach, but in the end, um, accomplished what was the theme, which was breaking yeah, that totally cycle. Yeah, like, like breaking that cycle, right? That's right. Because that's the last thing I wanted to do is to, to have that cycle continue with someone else, right? And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's something that 
you know, I wish I could. And that's why we do our runways. If you know our signature walk, it shows that cycle. It shows the darkness. It shows the red of how it trails from from abuse. And then it shows the white, uh, which is the end, the light of the tunnel, basically getting out of that cycle of abuse. And, and we always have a child in our fashion show just to show that how it affects the children and how they carry it. And they adapt to it because I adapted to it. I, I I saw my mom, how she just ignored it and continued onwards. And then I fell into it and I thought I would never fall into it, but I did. So it's something that you kind of carry and you kind of adjust to. I, I don't know if you understand it. Yeah, but, no, I do. Yeah. Because my friend fell into the same situation, grew up yeah. with abuse and then fell into a relationship <laughs> with abuse. And I'm yeah. like... That's interesting that you can, even though you you know what you're looking at, you just instinctively fall into it, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and I used to say as a kid, I would never put up with that. I would never do this. And if you read my story and Empowered in Heels, it tells you why I call my company Susie Two Jewels, because I see everyone as a gem and, and they deserve to shine, basically. So Yeah, I yeah. should say I don't have sympathy. Yeah. I always sympathize with the woman. Mm-hmm. You, no, no yeah. matter what the situation is, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm a guy. I know what a jerk guys can be. Yeah, yeah. But that's my own and, take and it's on like, it. It's sad to say, but abuse also happens to men too now these days. So it's like it's something that's not told about, and and it does exist. So for me, I'm all for the women, <laughs> and I'm I think I'm always going to be like that. But no, there is you should be. <laughs> there is cases for men that have been abused and it's a big thing right now so it's a it's a it's a hush hush thing like woman abuse used to be a hush hush thing and it still is tell you no the truth. I, I, I i agree i it's just like mm-hmm. you know white lives matter like come on really dude like yeah uh, yeah let's not fix the big hole in the boat let's concentrate on this tiny hole over here i don't buy it you know, yeah, even yeah. men are abused are usually abused by other men. So the destroyer yeah. is still the same, no matter what. Mm-hmm. It, it's rare that men are abused by women. I have seen it. I have actually seen yeah. it firsthand. And that lady yeah, was, she was crazy, but yeah, y- y- just go away. <laughs> yeah. It's easier for men to just pick up and leave. I think than it is for women. Uh, they they yeah, end up trapped in the situation. Yeah, it's that maternal instinct, right? Yeah. So you grow up with this maternal instinct of, you know, oh, you can change this person or, you, you know, um, you still have faith and hope and and you try different ways to changing that person. But at the end of the day, you can't change that person if that person doesn't want to change, right? right. So it's like me, if I didn't want to change to be a better person, I could have been my father, but I did not choose that, right? Same thing as you. So, um I think it's a really empowering thing to know that you have control of your life and you, you don't need millions to be a better person. Um, oh, yeah. You just, you just need to know what's right and wrong, right? Pretty and much. What yeah. you want to be, and what you want to bring to life with you. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's really exciting. Um, I mean, just the, the whole conversation we've had today, uh, around you know the various topics, the the abuse and and the entrepreneurship and and a little bit about the isolation situation that we're in right now. I, 
what's interesting though is that um and the the, the listeners don't really know this but uh you know having brought you guys together uh in today's podcast i, I wasn't really sure how it would go because i matt i know really well i've known matt a very long time Susie. and I'm a bit and of a jerk Susie, I, is i think is what he's getting at <laughs> and, and and i was like okay I, I i know we've got two strong personalities in the room today so i was very curious to see how it, it was going to go but I, i'm really happy that um, we were able to share and and share experiences today, especially around such a hot button topic like. Well, no, I'm I'm, uh, I'm super impressed of what she's doing for women. I I think I I love that. Like, that's well, I knew you would. <laughs> it's a it's a great thing to share these things because it gives hope to other people that are in that situation. And my mom, she when I was going to live my husband, I did give him three tries. And she still said, you're still not going to find a good father for your kids. But honestly, I'd rather be alone than be with someone that is not going to give a good example to my kids. So so there is a, a fine point to it, right? So this is a great thing for other people that are going through what I went through to get out of that cycle and think of your kids. Even though your your parents may be old school and think that you have to stay in a relationship, but honestly, you're losing yourself and you're not doing good for the kids. So there's no, think re- of that. there's no ever reason to be unhappy. No, no, there isn't. And you live once, right? So yeah. why not make it your fulfillment of life and make it something that you can do good in it, right? So balance is key to everything and gratitude. I always give thanks to God every day. Um, because I saw the light and my son was 12 and I had to see him do it to me. So that was my eye opener. And I said, no, I'm not going to do this to him anymore. No, I'm getting him out of the cycle. So, yeah, for me, it was a very empowering thing. Yeah. See my, and my, I want others my, to be empowered by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad was given the boot there when I was 10 years old. So I was with my mom and my brother and sister and she was single for a long time. And she'd have to go and work, right? Like, yeah. And so we were kind of like latchkey kids. This is the eighties, so that was allowed. Um, so I didn't really like. I had a lot of anger issues, that's for sure. But I never would take it out on a girl because just after watching it, you're like, this is not so unfair. Anyways, enough about me. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you you know you have that empowerment in yourself to do that and choose that. Other people don't have that, in which I wish they built. And that comes with counseling. So if they can get that counseling to help themselves and and not um, continue that cycle, that would be amazing, right? Yeah, no, and they I, can change it, themselves for better. Yeah. Yeah, I think what you're doing is great. Al, do you have any questions that might turn turn this into a happier thing for the end? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it was me. I, I'm the one who per- went down this rabbit hole. Well, I think what was again. I think what what we can really showcase on today is the fact that um, Susie, you're very much an, ena- an enabler for the community for these people to find that catalyst of change in their lives, so that they can 
you know, find a happier situation, right? Like I'm sure through your events, through your enterprising um, and, and all the different things that you do in the community, I'm sure you've enabled so many families to take the, a turn in the right direction. And, and, you know, like kudos to you for everything that you do. Like, I, I, I really can't thank you enough. Um, you know, wanting to have you on the show, I think was just the beginning of, of a lot of things that I'm, I'm hoping we'll be able to, to, to help you with because, uh, I, I think you're just one of these key people in our communities that we just really need to showcase and, and highlight and say, hey, look, you know, there there are a lot of good people out there, and uh, you know, they're 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 thinking of other people uh, a lot more than they're thinking of themselves. Yes, so true, and especially now with COVID nineteen, I think that's where a lot of people should start thinking about. Look, it's not the the multi-millionaires that are helping them out. It's its the community workers that are risking their lives yeah. out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, support, support your local gro- communities. Yeah, like our, our grocery tellers, our banking um, tellers are actually risking their lives for us. And we take that for granted. It's so sad that it had to come to this day that we actually start to support that. Like the the nurses, the doctors that are out there, right? Um, you know, we have to be so grateful for so many things. We're lucky we're in a home that we have uh, water, um, internet, because imagine if we didn't have the internet. Our no, I cannot imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> we are so blessed, and there's yeah. other people out there that don't have those little things that we do. So yeah. I think gratitude is key, and I think we all should be grateful for us to have a safe place to be. And, and you know what? Things will work out. Like I know a lot of businesses are are going through a bad thing. And I know because I, <laughs> I'm a business owner, but I'm trying to funnel through and see what I can do to make it better and make others feel good and, and continue onwards. Right. So that yep. we can empower each other as an inspiration and support. Right. Yeah, basically, we want to know where people can find you, where people can help you out. Yes, please look me up at Susie Q. Jewels. That's S-U-Z-Y-Q. Jewels, J-E-W-E-L-S. There is a donate button that goes to the Women's Shelter's uh, Trust Fund, and it's distributed quarterly. So that's where our sales of clothing also gets distributed to that. And our lawyer distributes it quarterly to the shelters we deal with. We deal with eight shelters throughout Ontario. So we're based in most locations. And most of our events are triggered to the locations that we do the fashion shows to. So the one that we would have done in uh, City Hall would have gone to the Red Door, which is in Toronto. Um, The one in Divas in Durham goes to the Denise House here in Durham. And the one, the one in Vaughan, which is a Woodbridge cruiser, hopefully we'll still be on board with that one, will be in Vaughan. So please give back to our local shelters. Um, they are in dire straits. Um, and I guarantee that if you donate to us, it goes to them because it's truly my passion to give back to the shelters because of my past, as we found out. But please keep in mind, business, Biz and Fashion Magazine, a portion of our sales goes to... The women's shelters and we're still looking for advertisers to help us supplement this magazine which is actually going through um while this covid issue is going so it's giving a lot of um pictures to the models and the photographers and you know keeping them exposed while this um 
no business aspect is there. So it keeps them alive still. So please look at Biz and Fashion. And I want to thank you both for having me on your show. Thank oh, it was, you so it was much. A pure pleasure. Pure pleasure. Pure pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank Susie. you. Yeah. And, and Al, Al, you're going to make sure all this information's. Absolutely, yeah. for sure. We'll get it down into the description of the podcast, and and we'll uh, be sharing that out on all our social uh, channels as well. So, Susie, really appreciate you taking the time out this afternoon to speak with Matt and I for the show. Thank you so much for everything you guys are doing. Keep it up and keep those business going. That's basically what you guys are doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, we try. Thank you. We try. Cheers. Thanks, Susie. Have a wonderful day. Cheers. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on the podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Jam Production Company, its affiliates, and or its partners.